I, I want you to know, Amy and I are so excited about this event and uh, particularly this topic, you know, claiming your brilliance and stepping into, you know, your passion, your purpose is actually something that's in the forefront of all of our minds and our hearts. From the moment that we have a consciousness of self, we want to know who we are, what our relationship is to the world. And so Amy and I have actually handpicked both Mel Mason and Zarina Dimitrova to be here today to speak about this topic. So having said that, um, please, you know, turn off all your other distractions, your telephone, um, all your phones, you know, get rid of all those other tabs. Take out a pencil and paper, maybe. You might want to take some notes, but be present with us here and now because each of us is coming here fully turned on for you. For you, we are here to share what we have both experienced ourselves personally and with our clients. So this time is invaluable. Take advantage of every moment of it. So having said that, I think it's a wonderful time for us to um, learn about why each one of us is here. And so Amy, I'm gonna ask you to jump in and start us off. Hi everybody, uh, welcome. As Marcy uh, brought us in with that beautiful introduction, you know, and this idea of claiming your brilliance and living shining bright and really just showing up like fully as, as the beautiful woman you are, God, it's just so uh, amazing. And it's so trans, it really creates a transformation for women. And I'm Amy Shade. I am a woman's empowerment coach. I, I support women in reconnecting them with their passions, uh, releasing old stories that are keeping them stuck and really redefining themselves, uh, awakening their confidence. And so they can just like walk out in this badass, unstoppable life. And not just think it, but feel it also, like feel it in your body, which is also, I'm the creator of the radical embodiment method, which is about not, it's about taking your thoughts and embodying and taking your values, embodying them. It's connecting your mind and body instead of living just by mind only. And so Marcy and I are very passionate about uh, supporting women. We are passionate about our monthly live. This is a monthly live, by the way. It is something we do every month for our communities and for people to enter into our communities so that we can um, build together this being brilliant and being shiny and being bright. Uh, with that, I do want to introduce Mel uh, and have her talk about her expertise and really um, say hello to all of us. Yeah, thanks so much for that, Amy. Thank you for the invite, Marcy. Such an honor to be here with all of you. Great to see all of you in the audience. I am Mel Mason, known as the clutter expert, and this topic couldn't be more in alignment for me about claiming the brilliance within you because I'm, I'm ultimately about clearing the clutter on the inside so that you can experience your birthright, which is to be happy and abundant in every area of your life. So it's just another way of saying, claiming the brilliance within you because my definition of clutter is anything that gets in the way of you actually 
accessing your birthright. Most people, when they hear the word clutter, they think of all the piles accumulating or the drawers overflowing or the garage you can't park your car. And what, pe what, what people don't really understand is that's just a symptom. It's an, an external manifestation of an internal condition. And so what we're doing here together today is, is so in alignment with what I teach my clients. And I'm just honored to be here with you. You'll learn more about me as we go through the questions. So I will turn it back to Amy to introduce our next guest. All right, so Zarita, why don't you unmute yourself and tell, I know you're in Bulgaria right now. So that's yeah. very exciting. Yeah, so tell us about yourself <laughs> and your work. Hi everyone, first of all, thanks a lot, Marcy, for inviting me. Thanks, Amy, for having me on your show. And I'm very glad to meet uh, Mel as well. And thank you for everybody who's joined today. Um, I've been in consulting, in coaching for about four to five years now. And before that, I was just, a, I would, I, I'd like to call it a simple corporate girl. I was in group strategy in telecommunications. I had done my MBA and I thought I had the world ahead of me. I had to climb the corporate ladder, reach highs and so on. But at some point, things turned around for me. And this wasn't a coincidence. So it seemed like a, a consequence of events that followed that led me to this path, but it was actually, I think God given, it was um, providence in a way because I wasn't on my purpose completely. And for me, purpose, this I came to understand after having taught or having been teaching purpose and starting a business with meaning and finding meaning in life and purpose in life, finding your happiness basically. So I found this out later on that to be on your purpose all areas of your life need to make you happy so it's not just the career it's not just anything you do it's not simply the thing you do it's the way you live it's the way you refer to anything in your life and this is when i started my business heal and learn healandlearn.com where i host uh, different experts to talk on well-being on spirituality and i didn't expect actually to start teaching courses myself but in order to promote my business i actually had to jump in and i'll tell you more about it later on with the, when we go further in the questions so i teach finding your purpose i usually uh, specifically use the silver method of mind control for manifestation and other things i'll tell you more <laughs> All right, well, uh, Marcy's next, right? Are you going yeah, in? Yeah, Marcy's right? next, right. Yeah, I, I was supposed to talk to Marcy now. <laughs> it's my first time, forgive me. <laughs> but Marcy, the heart shift coach. <laughs> no my worries. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much. And we're excited to hear more about each of you. Um, but I'm Marcy Newman, the heart shift coach, um, actually the only heart shift coach. And I'm here... Um, actually so incredibly honored to be with each and every one of you. Um, I'm in this field nearly 50 years now doing this work, which seems incredible to me. But um, one thing that you're going to hear about from me and from everyone else here is that this is a journey. And so everything that you experience um, here is, is really to give yourself permission to let things unfold, um, but also to claim what's in you. 
And for me, as I said, that started many years ago. And one thing that was so apparent to me very early on and has unfolded in my work with people all around the world is that from my perspective, the key to everything is self-love. And so as we really truly begin to accept ourselves as these incredible divine beings of light that we are, and as we step into and claim that brilliance, we get to experience everything that we have been yearning to experience all along. It's almost as if the universe just lays itself at our feet. And so as we go on also, I'd like to share more about that with you um, and my experiences and those who I've worked with. And um, I just want you to know that this is going to be a very transformational time for you today. So again, I want to reiterate, be here now. Please, everyone who has come in um, in just a past minute or so, uh, again, I want to um, welcome you, but also to invite you to please um, turn your microphones off. Please keep them off so there are no distractions. If your camera is on, you will be part of this recording. And so you are authorizing us to include you. So if you want your camera off, please turn that off now. And I just want to turn this over to Amy and let's dive in here because I know everyone here is waiting to hear from every single person what they've come here to, to share. Yes, I'm ready to jump in. Beautiful. Welcome everybody who just joined us. Um, so I'm going to ask you, Mel, as the clutter expert, would you say you are dealing with more clutter physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually in your life? Oh, Got to unmute yourself, Mel. We'll... I absolutely love this question, Amy. Thank you so much for that. Um, you know, ultimately, as the clutter expert, what sets me apart from an organizer is I don't actually address people's stuff. People automatically think about the physical clutter and when they, they, they hear the clutter expert and they're like, oh, the drawers are overflowing, the garage, I can't park my car and they automatically think physical stuff. But ultimately the outside is only a mirror of the inside. And what I like to say is that it's the inner clutter that starts to manifest outside. So it's all the mental, the emotional and the spiritual clutter that we accumulate. And, you know, as I didn't get the name clutter expert by accident, I was actually the cluttered, messy kid. You couldn't walk in my room. My entire floor was covered with stuff. And I didn't realize it at the time that the outside is only a mirror of the inside because I had experienced a ton of trauma already at such an early age that I had all this inner clutter that had accumulated, which was repressed emotions, resentments, fears, limiting beliefs, judgments, all of that stuff accumulated. And I experienced all the trauma that I experienced wound up sending me to live in a residential treatment center for adolescents after I had lost my older brother to suicide. And while I was living there, I was introduced to yoga and mindfulness. And ultimately what I learned through that practice was how to get present and come home in my body and deal with that inner clutter. And as someone who was a cluttered, messy kid, I wasn't looking to get organized or like my clients coming to me asking for help. But what happened as a result of me learning to be present for all of that inner clutter was I spontaneously started to create order 
in my environment. And I went from that cluttered, messy kid to someone who loves to create order out of chaos. And that really just set me on a mission to want to share my experience with others and help others transform their lives and get through the clutter so that it doesn't keep coming back. But the great part about what I share and being the clutter expert is there's more than one manifestation of clutter. It shows up as physical clutter in the environment. Maybe you're carrying excess weight on your body, struggling with addiction, in toxic relationships, surrounded by mounting debt. Maybe you're too busy and don't have enough time in your schedule. So when you actually start dealing with the root, the emotional, the mental, and all of that inner clutter, every area of your life starts to get better. That's why it's your birthright to experience happiness and abundance in every area of your life. And that's why clutter is anything that gets in the way of it. Now, I would like to ask Zarina the next question because she's up next. Is it is purpose something that is predetermined for everyone? Well, thanks, uh, thanks, Mel, for these questions. I, uh, for this question, I get this question a lot. Actually, um, people always think that it's something that was written in the stars for them, and they go to astrologers. And I'm sure you have done so too, and I have done it myself. Gone to astrologers, gone to tarot readers. Uh, anybody who can tap in this consciousness that records our emotions, our energies, and can give you some information of what you're supposed to do. And it has a lot to do with the clutter as well, because we're not able to see clearly ourselves because of this clutter. We are not able to see where we're heading. So I get this question a lot. Um, am I supposed to go to a channeler to tell me what to do? How do I find that? Do I need to do a past life regression? And I personally believe that the answer is no. It can give you a clue. So I have been diving a lot in energy work and in quantum philosophy. And I know that everything that you have in terms of energy expression is recorded somewhere. And yes, maybe a part of it is from a past life. So we can say to a large extent, there is a record there of what is your best, best path. But it is by no means definitive of what you're supposed to do. It can change in any time. For me, the most important thing is actually the inspiration, the inspiration that you have about something because then you can acquire your talents, you can develop talents that, that you don't have and that you need to have for, to follow this purpose. Because very often we see people with so many talents and they don't do anything with them. Or I myself have asked, the, myself the question I can do so many things seriously I have the feeling that I'm full of talent and yet that was at some point after I finished with my corporate career so so much talent and what do I do with it I have no clue where to head to um, and so there are two sub questions basically to this is it predetermined one I, I believe is do we have full free will which I believe we do, uh, because if, uh, if I have to give you an example of the Nadi leaves in India that you probably have heard of, where people go to read their destiny, I have heard of women, I have been in contact with uh, somebody who told me they had had their Nadi leaves read, and it had nothing to do with what their life has been, or people report of these Nadi leaves, what was written, the Akashic records, changing over time. So, even these expressions in the physical world tell you that you can change your faith. 
And yes, talents are important. They're not given to you in vain. Of course, you're supposed to use them. So when I when I do my coaching, um, I usually one of the um, uh, the tools that we use is to find these talents. So I forgot exactly what the question was, but ah, was it predetermined? My opinion is that if you want something, your desire, your inspiration is more important than the predetermination. And now I'm going to move on asking a question, <laughs> asking Marcy a question. Um, so Marcy, uh, your, work uh, your work focuses on self-love. What is self-love to you? And why have you devoted that many years, decades in self-love, teaching people these principles? Oh, God, what a great question. And first off, I have to say, we teach what we need to learn. Every single one of us, we are teaching what we need to learn. So everybody listening, we're with you. Okay, so the fact that I've been learning this for decades <laughs> tells you, okay, there came this time in my life where I realized that all the suffering that I was experiencing, all of the, um, the lack of self-confidence, um, my feeling of actually being disconnected from the world and from people around me came from the fact that I was disconnected from me. It was all an extension of me. And so what self-love, and by the way, the definition has evolved for me, okay? And it's going to evolve for you, but I see self-love as the process, the journey of cultivating the courage to be authentic, to take action. Self-love is all about action. You cannot sit back and talk self-love, okay? Because self-love demands, and I know that that might be like a harsh word, but it's the truth. Self-love, actual self-love demands that you take alignment, uh, that you take action that's going to align you with a higher version of yourself, always, 100% of the time. And I know a lot of people talk about self-care and self-love in the same sentence, but they're not the same. Self-care is actually a completely different vibrational frequency. The energy of it is one that soothes you. It comforts you. It takes care of you. It nurtures you. Self-love, it calls you to the stage. It calls you to the stage of your life. And it says, come here. I want to show you about you. And let's face it, we've all been conditioned, programmed to be more in hiding than we have to be out into the world as true, authentic people. We're so afraid of being um, judged, abandoned, criticized, all of that. And so what self-love is, takes you right out of your comfort zone. And it takes you into a world where you will constantly be offered these opportunities by your higher self to step up your game, to be out. And it's what we're all talking about. It's like, this is it. This is how we connect with 
what our true passion is. It's how we find our purpose and we determine how we're going to deliver it. So when we're in this space of really taking on this journey of being so um, determined that we are going to be that greater version, the universe, as I said before, it's going to lay itself at your feet and say, okay, well, how about this? And with that, because I know Amy's got so much to say about this too, which I love. Ames, tell me something. How does creating a vision activate your passion and purpose? Mm. Thank you. And yes, I want to, uh, you know, acknowledge Mel and say, yeah, it's when you go through trauma, like after my fiance passed away, it, it's it, all of a sudden I started collecting things and having the and not wanting to give things away you know so i think that's normal it's normal for everyone to when they have that lost loss of trust in the world or lot you tried to hold on to things to keep you safe and it's not until you start healing yourself in that trauma and that experience that you can start to let go of uh things you know so i i think it's important for everyone to to know that's like a natural response when you lose something or you have trauma, you're trying to stay safe. Um, so thank you for that, Mel. And well, you know, Marcy, yeah, I mean, you hit it right on the head as always. <laughs> so yes, let's talk about vision and purpose and, and passion. And oftentimes women have a passion to do something. I've been a dance teacher, educator for over uh, 20 something years. Um, oftentimes women come into my classroom uh, to take dance class and are overwhelmed and quit, right? They have a passion for something. And yet there's these expectations. There's this idea about, you know, what's going to happen, uh, how they're going to be so perfect and great. And it's going to be such a great experience. And then going through the experience can be kind of hard for us. So I don't know about any of you, how many times have you been like, I want to take that dance class or I want to take that knitting class and you go in there and you're like, I'm not that good at it. So I'm going to quit. Who has experienced that? Um, <laughs> you have this great intention, right? That's what I'm going to speak about today throughout this whole time, because I've experienced it in my uh, professional life as I invite women into my classes, people into my classes, and they're overwhelmed. Their self-judgment keeps them from their passion, their purpose. And let's talk about, so I kind of want to start with vision. Like vision for me changed my life. It's not a goal. It's a vision. What is it good? My vision is for me, it, it is about your future self that's bigger than what you're living in right now. So it's scary. I'm not going to lie. Creating a vision, especially for women, is very difficult to get specific. What are you going to wear? How much money are you going to make? What's that experience going to be like? What are you looking for? What do you actually want? 
so how does that, what is all go, like this vision? This vision is bigger than us. It's scary for women to do. In fact, when I coach women through this process of creating a vision, most of them are like, I don't need much. I, you know, this is good enough, right? I just, I only, all these words come out of our mouths, which do not belong in a vision. A vision is so big and beautiful. And it's like, I, I feel free. I make a hundred thousand a year. I have a beautiful, loving relationship where I am connected. We can be in communication. So our vision has really got to really include the senses, right? The senses of how, how you're going to feel, even like walking into the building, watching people, what's the smells like, what's you know, it's like really getting into that because it has to be your mind and your body have to be in that vision. It can't just be your mind. If it's your mind, it's a goal. The vision has to live in your body, which is a transformative experience, which then opens up that, that self-love, that igniting, that bring to the table, that thing that's going to make us do something. And my, my heart was there. So we're going to go deeper into this, but really when you think about a vision, it's not a goal. It's like something so, it makes you uncomfortable. But if you get your uh, body involved in it, your senses, it's something that's going to drive you every morning you wake up. Mel, we're going on to you. We're going to talk about clutter. So what do you see arises from within people when they begin to let go of things uh, that have weighted them down? So what, what, what transformations are you seeing? What, what arises? Yep. Yeah, well, first off, Amy, mic drop for you. I mean, vision is so powerful rather than having goals. And vision is a way of being. It's you embody your vision and you stand in these ways of being to create it. And then you have your goals that can get you along. But that big vision is just, is it's a way of being rather than a doing and in, in your mind. So it's so, so, so powerful. Love that. Love that you shared that. Um, what I see transforming my clients, oh my gosh, it is, I call it making space for the magic to happen. And, you know, when it happened for me in my life, I didn't even realize what happened when I was like launching my business and looking back on how I got free from clutter. I, I was almost in disbelief. Like I could literally just learn how to be present for this inner clutter and my whole outside life would shift. And it wasn't until I started having my clients practice what I taught and watching the results happen in them that I was like, oh my gosh, this really works. Cause I was in disbelief that like, oh, you could just do this one little thing and your whole entire life is going to change. But watching, and what's so beautiful is that it's, it winds up being different for every single one of my clients. So for me, the clutter cleared up first, then I got off the drugs. I was a crystal meth, meth addict, crack cocaine addict. I, I was quite a mess. I had the toxic relationships, the mounting debt. I had all the manifestations. And so I tell my clients, it's going to be different for each one of you. And so it's interesting to watch that some people start spontaneously clearing clutter in their lives. Others start experiencing more happiness and joy. Other clients start releasing weight right off the bat. 
Um, other people start having healthier boundaries or like saying no to things that they would normally say yes to. So if you're someone out there who's like always saying yes, and you've got a super busy schedule and you don't have any time for yourself, it's actually what I teach my clients. Marcy is the greatest act of self-love that you can do is learning how to be present for your own experience and giving yourself the gift of your presence and then watching what happens in your life when you do that. And it's, it's, I literally get to watch magic happen in every single one of my clients' lives. And they're so blown away when they're like, there's usually so much resistance. They're like, what do you mean this one little practice of learning how to be present for my experience is going to change every area of my life? And I have clients that are like, no, nope, not going to do it, but I'm going to do it with resistance. And then within months, they're like noticing all these amazing shifts and how they're responding to life rather than reacting, being less self-critical, less judgmental, more present in their experience, more connected to their bodies, more connected to the people around them, um, just opening the flow of financial abundance. I had someone literally just walk down to the mailbox after practicing this for a couple of days and found a $1,000 check. Someone after doing this practice was just, just a couple of times just spontaneously started you know, removing all the apps from their phone. So it's getting to watch magic happen in my, my client's life. So I call it creating space for the magic to happen. And I've got so much more to share about this, but I wanna, I wanna bring Zarina back up and talk about how can someone find their clarity and purpose in their lives? Thanks, Mel. I, I just uh, posted a message in the chat saying I can relate so much to what you just said about uh, your clients and being surprised by their results because this is what i've also had you know i i was teaching them the silver method and um teaching them manifestation and when i started seeing their results that were sometimes within two weeks it, it was mind-blowing especially in a group and i'm not doing it you know to uh sh show up some skills or whatever but really when when you start applying certain tools um and when you're following these principles of the, of the tools, because it's not just tools, they're principles of thinking, of relating to others, then it works. And this is actually one of the, the tools that I use to help people find clarity and find their purpose. And it also relates to what uh, uh, Amy was talking, creating a vision. So what we do is we usually go in alpha state, but people can do it when they, whenever they relax, they naturally go in alpha or in theater, whatever relaxed state of mind you have. So this is one of the tools. You deeply relax and you start allowing visions to come to you of what your purpose is, of what you're supposed to be doing. And as I said, there are certain um, images, energy that is already recorded in the, in the universe. So you will start drawing these visions. It will at first seem like uh, an imagination, but it's not. So this is how I... This is one of the tools, and that is very effective, that I use to help people find their purpose. What do I imagine doing for people and what do I get in return? So there's always an exchange when it comes to purpose. Uh, but before we actually go in um, such a session using the silver method, I always ask people to make sure that whatever their idea of their current purpose is, is not based on a competitive level, because people often say, um, oh, I see somebody doing that. So, but I, I'm better somehow. I think I can do it better. Or um, 
it's some it's sometimes because of ego um i am i want to achieve i don't know i want to buy this car or i want something only for myself this is when you already know that you're not on your purpose whenever you want something only for yourself you're moving out of the purpose section so one thing is move away from ego and um, uh, and competitive thinking so you don't want to do something better because you can do it better through your own creative way but not exactly the same so when you're competing you're not using your creativity um, and yeah the other thing is relax go deep inside yourself and allow these visions to come to you and um, see what you can make out of it if you feel good while you're doing that it means that you're probably on your purpose and that thing that you're seeing is right for you and if you start coming out of alpha start uh, perspirating then you know it's if you feel nervous if you get smudged images if you feel uncomfortable that usually means you're not on your purpose there's something that's bugging you in this image in this vision of your purpose yeah and moving to uh the question uh, to marcy so the topic of this month marcy is uh, claim your brilliance what does this have to do with passion and with self-love again thank you and i just have to say i am loving this conversation everybody is bringing such an incredible perspective you can see everyone how it's related and yet our own unique experiences are coming in to create this opportunity for you to say uh you know what i i need to know more about that i want to know more about that so i want to encourage everybody join us in the live q a that's going to follow because you'll be able to ask anyone here a direct question get some laser coaching if you want and um continue the conversation privately so i just want everyone to know that getting back to the question there is nothing more important than you claiming your brilliance and i know how hard this is okay here's a little example of what i experienced when i think about like who I was, let's say even 20 years ago. Do you know that there's probably only a handful of photos of me that exist anywhere? Because I avoided the camera under every circumstance. A group photo, I was always the one shoving everyone else in front of me. Somebody wanted to take my photo, I would say, uh, no, not today. Or I'd give some kind of excuse. Oh, I've got to run to the bathroom or whatever it was. I avoided photos at all costs. I now live my life in front of a camera. That could not have happened without me being willing to accept that not only Was I lovable? Was I worthy of love? Was I valuable enough? It required that I actually accept that I am love, that I am this energy 
that is the key, the fiber of all of creation. And so once I started to open my heart and then my mind, and by the way, pay attention to what I just said, I first had to open my heart and then my mind to the fact that I was this powerful energy of a creator. Once that happened, there was nothing I couldn't create. Nothing. Am I saying that I'm at the top of my game all the time? No. I'm a human being. I'm, you know, bombarded constantly, just like you are. All right. But what I'm saying is that even in the midst of all of that bombardment, I have a knowingness. I have a knowingness about who I am and that my job is to get back into alignment with the knowingness. Because once I'm there, again, there's nothing outside of me. So this claiming of our brilliance is actually the claiming of who we truly are and how we're meant to be in this world and, and uncovering all of these incredibly unique ways that we have to deliver our unique gifts. As you can see between the four of us, we're so different. And yet the one thing we have in common is that we were willing to let go of who we were to become who we truly are. And again, anybody who knew me 20 years ago, they wouldn't recognize me. As a matter of fact, in a recent conversation, actually somebody told me that they were very disappointed in me. I'm sharing this with you. And my response to them without hesitation, like bam, I'm not here to live up to your expectations. Like I'm thinking, and in that moment, I had no guilt. I had no shame in saying that, no remorse. It was more like, bring it on. I'm not here to live up to your expectations. I have enough trouble living up to my own, <laughs> if you want to know the truth. So we must claim for ourselves the truth of who we are. And when we do, we then can receive all of this incredible guidance and information that our higher self wants to give us. It's never separate from us. It's just, we are not aligned with it. We haven't raised our vibrational frequency enough to hear it, or as you're hearing here, to even feel it because we actually embody it. So I'm gonna leave that with you because I want you to let that marinate a little bit. 